Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam I am. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Okay, I want to jump right in because we had a, I think, a pretty lively show last time on this same topic, looking at what Wall Street Bets has done and how that's really changed the paradigm here. Um, and it's scared the scared the shit out of these guys, basically. Uh, you know, we saw we saw these billionaires crying on the news right it was it was a sight to behold and the reason here is because they took these bets that were not um supportable basically and for the first time ever retail and i'm doing that with air quotes for a reason retail came out Okay, I'm just looking over to make sure, since we did change out some sound things here, that everybody's not saying, no sound, no sound again, because that sucks. All right, we're good. Um, retail, thanks to these Robinhood apps, has suddenly organized. I mean, they've, they've been doing it for a while, but suddenly found effect, right? Like they're, they hit the target, and in a big way. Uh, now, some there, there's some interesting connections that we're going to look at to this series that, and some of the things that we've been talking about that suggest this was not just retail, but they had some help, as kind of I suggested last time. Uh, and you have literally the next day, I, I was kind of wondering, are we going to see major fireworks like $5,000 GameStop? Uh, because they're having to come in and buy at any price because it's options close or options expiry. And if they're in the money, especially by hundreds of dollars, you can bet those option holders are going to want to exercise that option rather than if it was not. And they were not in a big way and it cost them. I don't know what the exact number is. I know I've seen 50 billion and then 60. I don't know what it is currently, uh, but they bled like a stuck pig, basically. And I think there was some uh, activist money, shall we say, in there as well, uh, kind of as the core component of this. And then I also talked to you guys, I don't know where it is, it's somewhere here on my desk, my silver bullet, uh, showed that to you guys. Yeah, no idea. Um, and pointed out this is the, this is the, could be the big, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know what the right word is, but like the thing that pops the bubble that gets this whole chain reaction really going into hyperdrive, uh, because the silver market's been so suppressed and, uh, manipulated through the ETFs and these paper options, it makes, uh, you know, 130% shorts, on a on an issuance of stock look like a, a walk in the park on Sunday on a s bright sunny afternoon um, it's so much worse and this is part of why you know I've been telling you guys for years now silver is I think a better uh, option than gold it's not financial advice that's just I've looked at both and I think you know everybody talks about gold but silver is a much smaller market you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff. And I think that's what people are catching on to now. And they're starting a short squeeze. We're going to get to that. But Robinhood in this process came out 
and basically uh, I, I knew it was e we were either going to see fireworks like that or the swamp monster was going to have to come out and show itself and that's what happened they went on and said uh, ye lowly peasants shall only be allowed one share of the GameStop. Please, sir, may I have another share? No, no, you may not. You may sit down. <laughs> and then this happens. Hey, Wolf, Robinhood again limiting the amount of shares that uh, customers can buy for certain stocks. We've got a couple new names to add to that list. Beyond Meat, Starbucks, GM. So not the names that we've been talking about. You think of GameStop, for example. There are now 50 names in total on that list. I just spoke to Robinhood. It's not entirely clear why they're adding names like Starbucks. They did say that this has to do with market volatility. They're monitor monitoring stocks by the name. They're looking at each stock and seeing if it fits a certain criteria. We don't have a lot of detail on exactly what that is. They say, though, it is a fluid situation, and they are updating their <laughs> blog post. But again, the list of restricted stocks now includes 50 names. Back to you, Will. Back to you. Thanks for that report. Now on to our next story. This is normal, folks. The system is not, repeat, not breaking down. This is, you know, the, the core of this system. There's a old settlement system that is no longer relevant. The U.S. is such a dinosaur that its clearing system can't keep up and liquidity is breaking down. This is exactly what uh, Ripple and Flare and some of these other uh, DeFi companies can, or, or sorry, FinTech companies would probably be a more appropriate word, are coming in to solve in various ways. But we're gonna read something I believe that's in the bombing run that shows this probably goes all the way back to the DTCC, which by the way, has been working with Ripple for a long time. So, okay, in fact, let's do that right here. <clears throat> All right, this is, I think, off of one of the boards. I'll just say that. Um, so the CEO of Webull, this is another one of these uh, companies that had to limit uh, sales of, of stocks, not because they wanted to, but because of the settlement mechanism behind the scene. Uh, Cliff notes, there wasn't enough market liquidity as in the entire stock exchange to cover all the GME trades. Uh, when a stock is sold, the value of the stock must be placed into escrow within the clearinghouse for a couple of days until the trades clear the system. Since the hedge funds couldn't cover all the costs of the trades to exit their shorts, it would have fallen upon the clearinghouse. Uh, that is DTCC. The DTCC is the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation. The DTCC is a wholly owned subsidy of the Federal Reserve. Yeah. The address of the DTCC is Water Street. You know, watch the water in New York. And there's a whole thing uh, about how this street got named that I think I came across. I don't think I had time to read it, but I thought, oh, that's interesting. It may have been a video or something. Um, anyway, uh, since the DTCC typically only requires one to 2% of the value of the share to be placed into escrow, they normally have enough market liquidity to keep things moving. DTCC was uh, 
demanding 100% on GME, AMC, etc. because of the volatility. So now we know what, where that 50 list is coming from. Folks, their system is breaking down, okay? And people, it just got exposed in such an amazing way. And anybody, I, I saw a, a, a banking lawyer right saying yeah most people don't even notice this life goes on this is just some uh, a few hedge funds uh, that got rinsed and too bad it's happened before it'll happen again life goes on no big deal here and that is so uh, I think misplaced because what we're seeing is a liquidity crisis remember you know all the way back to Chris Larson um I think in 2016, that's what he's talking about. There's going to be another crisis, a liquidity crisis. What problem are they there to solve? <sighs> this isn't rocket science, people. DTCC was demanding 100%. Okay, so we covered that. Except that the DTCC didn't have enough money to cover all of the GME stocks at 100%. So they had to halt trading. Or DTCC would have run out of money. And then it would have fallen upon the underwriter of the clearinghouse, the Fed, to pony up. <laughs> Can you imagine? So remember when uh, Julia, she played the two clips of Yellen, tre the, the appointed Treasury Secretary, and um, oh God, uh, Paulson, the uh, Fed chairman. It's not Paulson, is it? It's uh, uh, You guys know who I'm talking about. Played clips of both of them, like, uh, we're monitoring the situation. We haven't taken any action. Of course, behind the scenes, we're being told, or it's alleged from somebody claiming to be an employee, uh, that they were on the phone with the White House saying, shut this down. <laughs> Probably because of this. Because the DTCC, at its core, was breaking down, and the Fed was going to have to come in and bail them out. And the Fed can't do that, I think, without, I think that's what we're going to go into here, can't do that without uh, approval. And the government's kind of out of commission right now, right? They took the whole week off. Don't forget about that. Their first week back from vacation, this big, long vacation, after the new election, new administration in there, let's get busy by taking the first week off because... This is normal. Everything is fine. Our president is uh, Joe Biden, and he's very healthy and um, will be in the role for a very long time. Okay, let's see what else here. Uh, this is why the sales of GME and others were blocked. The stupid fucking hedge funds almost broke the Fed. Because the only way for the Fed to dump more liquidity into the market would have been to buy more bonds from Uncle Sam to create more money. That requires authorization from Congress. Further compounding this issue is that the only way to sell bonds is to take a cash payment from someone that wants to buy them. <laughs> Since GME stock would have eaten up 100% of liquidity, nobody would have had any cash to pay for more bonds to make more money. Boom. The system just broke. So now you see the significance of what happened the last two days. The liquidity crisis 
is here. And their solution is not, well, actually, let's go look at their solution because it's great. They are going to, they're going to fix this shit, people. I'm telling you. Um, question right about here. the integrity of the market, right? And it really, it really puts a lot of um, okay, question well, about oh, the integrity of the market, right? And it really. All right, hold on, guys. I've got to, uh, I've got to sort something out. I want to be able to hear what she's saying so I can actually talk about it, and I should be able to. I don't know why it's not showing me, and why do I have this muted? Really, kind of no. Oh, oh. Everybody's scratching oh, their heads over this. Okay. What what should happen? Well, what what crap. is the right? Hold on. Let me make sure it's not something else that's weird going on. Come on, I just need a random video. There we go. Oh, of course, it's going to be Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I know you guys can hear it, but I can't. And I need to be able to hear it to to know what she's saying because I watched it yesterday. No so matter how hard you try. can hear that too, and I can't. Why can't I hear? Oh, I know, I know. Okay. Thing to do to control. Oh Figured it out. Actually, turn the volume <coughs> all the way down. Accidentally. Okay, here we go. Sorry about that, folks. It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market, right? And it really kind of everybody's scratching their heads over this. What what should happen? What what is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what we saw on January sixth at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police now, see, they're trying to make this Capitol thing out to be like this domestic terror attack on par with. Uh, 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and uh, anything else uh, and the Oklahoma City bombing all combined and it just wasn't and like that's the narrative though they had pipe bombs that were supposed to go off but didn't go off we'll show you those the FBI or somebody found them before they went off and they were removed um, and there were some other things that were supposed to happen that didn't quite work out so they they put forth the narrative and like okay here's the plan but uh it, the, the it was a dud basically i mean yeah they had some things happen there but for the most part it was a dud it didn't work out as they had hoped it would because the people are smart they're hoping now i think they hope to foment violence in the cities that didn't pan out either because the people understand what's happening here that it's that it's a ploy basically and and they're just co continuing pushing on with the narrative and of course the solution to this is gee i don't know the hedge funds stop making really stupid bets that are not supported by uh you know logic or mathematics or markets maybe uh, it's probably a good idea and that would eliminate this but 
Instead, that's not going to be the solution. No, no. It's not us taking advantage of the market and uh, using the government and their power to limit other actors that would prevent us from doing this kind of thing. No, it's the people acting as a check on our bad behavior that are the problem. They're the ones that need to be controlled. They need to be stopped and they can't stop it without destroying Wall Street in the process, right? Are you, how, how uh, happy are you gonna be to have the option? Please, sir, may I have two shares of this stock? That's really what they think of you, peasants. And of course, the big, the big money, they can move into GME all they want. Like there's people saying that that run money for the some of the wealthier clients. Oh yeah, there are no limitations on them. They could buy. <laughs> Just the peasants. Can't have them organizing and coming at us because we want to get away with our highway robbery and using the system and the government to prevent people from holding us accountable for our insane positions that we're using to profit and enrich ourselves. That's what's happening here. You need to understand that when you listen to this lady, I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Okay. Stop this. Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy and that's- Oh, okay, I, that's good. The police are going to come in and talk to the hedge funds who are engaged in this risky behavior and let them know that's a terrible idea. Kind of feels like what's happening with this much different, much lesser degree. It's financial harm, not personal bodily harm. But but certainly that's the same kind of, you know, platform created frenzy um, that that people are operating under. And these are these are very trying times. It... No. Oh, they're not the problem. You are. You are. How dare you? Okay. So I told Laura, guess what? The right time to get the police in there to stop it was any time over the last few decades when Wall Street was abusing their customers. Now they must show the, the rigged system or let it destroy itself today. And that was kind of what I was thinking was coming. Enjoy the show, people. Okay, we'll come back to that one. Of course, the uh, this guy took it well. He's throwing his chair. Body slamming it. Fucking idiots. Fucking bunch of cocksuckers. Fucking pussies. Nobody wants to fucking go. I'm ready to fucking rip somebody's fucking head off. Well, you can't do that because you fucked up. Sorry. Now you get to pay for it. Yeah, take that fucking thing, Naughty. <laughs> I'll fucking smash your fucking head off. I love that. That's inside one of these hedge funds. Somebody said they knew him, knew the guy. Uh, he's just having a complete meltdown at work a couple days ago over this whole thing because... They lost billions and billions and billions of dollars. It was a bad day for Wall Street.
for some of these hedge funds. And it'll happen again and again. And this is the whole thing you need to understand. It's not the same market anymore. There's a new paradigm. This brings with it a new paradigm, right? Because that's why it spread to 50 stocks because all of those have exposure. Guess what? People see that this is a huge opportunity and they've got millions or hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and now they can engage in their own personal little attack. It's not that hard for some people. And of course, the Raiders have scalped these hedge funds for tens of billions of dollars. Now they've got the capital to go after more. So, guess what? It's just getting started. And then when they respond by limiting you to, oh, you can only, we'll, we'll allow you to have one share of GameStop and two of Tesla <laughs> or whatever they come up with. They'll do whatever it takes to protect their system. And they just sent a tidal wave of people towards crypto, towards DeFi. I was thinking about selling XRP. Glad I didn't do that, <laughs> especially after today. Um, the exchanges are getting flooded with new signups. They're going offline. Um, it, it's, yeah, this is the stuff bull runs are made of, people. And if you think that this was all just coincidence, I think this is a, yeah, this is uh, Donald Jr.'s poster of, this is the Wall Street uh, bets guy. It's like a dude in a suit, red tie, white shirt, dark jacket, sunglasses, golden hair. And he's saying, is it, this is Donald Trump Jr., is it just me or does the Wall Street bets guy look exactly like a young Donald Trump? Did you think that's a coincidence? You know who else talks about a rigged system? <laughs> and the uh, day that Trump registered uh, or created an account on Twitter is the same day Wall Street Bets was created as well. So, hmm, I don't know. Is something going on there? Let me jump back here. I think there's one more along these lines. Oh, yeah. So Google came in. We've got this there. Of course, Robin Hood's ratings went down to one star <laughs> with 300 and something thousand ratings all of a sudden. And. Oh, where is it right here? Google came in to save the day. It's not outside Google's purview to delete these posts. Google's policies explicitly prohibit reviews intended to manipulate an app's rating. <laughs> you think maybe people were pissed off that they were selling their stock involuntarily and creating a market fucking low in the process? And then the next day, it goes up 4x. Do you think maybe they were a little upset about that given... You were forcing the sale to help your hedge fund buddies cover their losses and save their ass because they would have all been bankrupted had you not acted like a bunch of criminals 
and sold your client's shares without against their wishes. But it's all good. That's not a reason to go and leave a negative review. See, because Google's clearly this is manipulation. Company says it has a system that combines human intelligence with machine learning. I bet some of their fact checkers in their off time come over here to do this bullshit. With machine learning to detect and enforce policy violations in ratings and reviews. Google says it specifically took action on reviews that it felt confident violated those policies. And now they're back up to a 3.8. Yeah. They will literally, this is, we've never been at war with Eurasia. Okay. We've, there's, it's always, we've always had peace. <laughs> Butter rations just increased 5%. I'm drinking out of the wrong cup. <laughs> Do you see the paradigm shift that has taken place? Because it's huge. Whoever was behind this just wrecked Wall Street, gutted them like a fish. <laughs> Trying to think of a worse and out a more um, egregious, you know, what the word is even analogy for this. But I mean, just destroyed them and it's going to play out it's going to take you know days weeks months to play out maybe even a few years uh, you know to fully uh take hold but just destroyed trust in the system right and i watched cliff high today talk about uh the government's going to try these three new monetary instruments that they try and foist on the people and they're like mm, yeah no I, we're good with and like there'll be all different sorts of things we're moving into this new paradigm and this was like uh we are sparta kick the guy down the well and now it's time to go kind of thing except i guess they lost they, those guys okay maybe not the best analogy but what you, i think you get the point this is war Okay. Um, let me see here. Okay. Yeah. Just a heads up. Those of you that are Apple have Apple products. Um, there are plan there's suggestions that they're going to delete telegram off your phones. And apparently these are the settings you can go through to stop them from deleting your apps. So if you use telegram, because that's where all of these Sydney Powell, all these people that have been deplatformed by the corporate elite have moved to Telegram, so now they're trying to shut people out of Telegram. And, you know, Spotify did the same thing to me. They kicked me off of their feed. You think about that in the context of Joe Rogan, right? They grab him. He's, I, I'm a fan of his. He's, you know, touches on conspiracy stuff and various things and is willing to look at, you know, a lot of different things and evaluate them for himself has some really fascinating discussions. He's also kind of middle of the road as, as far as a lot of that goes. And they bring him over 
And then they start limiting the choices. So people like me, oh, no, 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 you go away. No, we don't even have to notify you. You're just get out of here. And the people who are there for Joe Rogan, that's, that's worth a hundred million dollars to them, right? To be able to guide the narrative. That's what Spotify is. And it's no different than this right here. We'll bring on somebody that the people like that's popular and then we will uh, build the wall around them. You know, it's the same way you catch an animal in the wild. You put a put up a cage, put up a pen, put feet inside, leave it open. They come in, they eat, they come in, they eat. Eventually you get to where you close the gate on them. And then they're yours. And eventually dinner. And yummy and delicious. Sorry, vegans. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah, okay, let's do that. Let's go here. Unfortunately, here's Melina. Oh, no, I've, I, no, who's the first lady? Melina or Ivanka? Ivanka Trump, that's her. She's got this shirt that says, I'll be back, and it's got Trump instead of uh, Schwarzenegger. And he's signed it at the bottom. But in the sunglasses, it says 2021, which clearly is the wrong date because there's no presidential election in 2021. So I guess that's going to have to be thrown away. She's got the smirk on her face like she's suggesting something. But um, that's just crazy. Because uh, Kamala is our duly elected president. I mean, vice president. All right. Uh, let's see here. The Capitol. Oh, turns out, yeah, yeah, they are going to build a permanent physical barrier around the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Because it's a government by and for the people, obviously. And the people love checkpoints and showing papers. Just like uh, here in Australia, you guys now have uh, internal passports to travel around your own country because you're free people. And the government certainly recognize your freedoms and rights and liberties and they respect them at all times. From gov.dhhs, what is this? The Department of Health and Human Services from Victoria. All residents and travelers wishing to enter Victoria must now apply for a permit. Red, orange, and green zones are subject to change based on current health advice. Please visit the website before traveling to Victoria and make sure you know your zone. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, you guys are screwed down there. Y'all have let it go so far. So, so far. All right, we'll come back here. I want to finish up on this thread. Here's YouTube. More good news, you know, coming out of the parent company of... Or not parent company of Google, but 
from one of Google's children. Oh, I've actually got it right here. Uh, YouTube deletes video of Senate's hearing from Senator Ron Johnson's channel. Google-owned YouTube took down several videos from the channel of Senator Ron Johnson, a Republican of Wisconsin. The videos were from a Senate hearing on coronavirus treatments featuring a doctor testifying about the use for the medicine uh, intramecin, I forget what it is, uh, in case of the Chinese virus. In public comments, Senator Johnson said YouTube's decision to take down the videos of the uh, hearing uh, was an attack on freedom of speech. Google's YouTube removed the two videos of the doctors testifying under oath, doctors testifying under oath at my U.S. Senate hearing on early treatment of COVID. Folks, this is public record. They are taking down videos of the government holding hearings for the public record because they've deemed it to be fake news. They've deemed it to be misinformation. How many people you think can go to the hearing or can will not ever see this because they've become the place where you find all these things and now they're taking it down. Same thing Spotify. Let's Get everybody over here to our platform, and then we can just start kicking people off. That's what's happening here. This is how they control you. This is how they control what you see, which influences your behavior, and they can show you things that lead them in the direction they want you to go. And this is just the latest example. Google's YouTube removed two videos of the, okay, uh, another body blow to freedom of speech and expression, very sad and scary. Where does this end? And this is a quote from uh, the Senator Ron Johnson. Apparently the doctors at Google know more about practicing medicine than heroic doctors who have the courage and compassion to actually treat COVID patients and save lives. Of course, YouTube's sitting here saying, YouTube doesn't allow claims that contradicts local health authorities' medical information about COVID-19. To include guidance on treatment prevention or transmission guidance, said the Google-owned platform. So, like, what we can't, what if uh, a new treatment comes up? Are we going to block that too because it contradicts the current treatment? Like, this is insane. This is absolutely insane to say we can't have dissent and share conflicting ideas. This is how you make progress. This is flying in the face of science, in the name of science. Like they got the nerve to sit there and say this is in the name of truth and science. And they are literally... Destroying the scientific method. Deplatforming, silencing people who disagree with the official narrative, which is politically manipulated. We've seen countless evidence of that.
this is how free speech dies in America, apparently. And there's one of the people killing it. Unbelievable. Okay, here's the story from the Associated Press or the tweet from the Associated Press. Two pipe bombs left at offices of the Republican and Democratic National Committees discovered just before thousands of pro-Trump rioters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. We were actually placed the night before federal officials said. So see that with that attacking both of the National Committee's headquarters, attacking the parties. That would have worked and dovetailed really nicely into the senators coming in the next day and saying, I was going to sign for, uh, you know, to uh, contest the results. But after the events yesterday, I am withdrawing my support. Wouldn't that have worked a lot better if pipe bombs went off at both parties' headquarters and then the mob became uh, these domestic terrorists who were out to kill all the politicians. What's Pelosi going around saying right now? There's enemies within our walls or whatever it is, basically implying that other elected representatives are assassins waiting to take her out. And Wall Street bets are Nazis, apparently. I've also saw a story about that. Domestic terrorist Nazis <laughs> trying to buy GameStop. <laughs> Do you see how desperate they are? Okay. Same thing, uh, Iran. They've, they've had more power outages. Uh, and the websites of some of these government sites, you know, this might be related to the power outages. It could be something else. Uh, but website of the Atomic Energy Organization uh, in Iran is offline. I think there were some others in here. Let me uh, bring this up and show you guys. Yep, so website of the airport is offline. Uh, Iran, what does that say? Oh, there's a Turkish Airlines something. I don't know. Okay, so... Maybe something's going down there. Kind of hard to say, but certainly possible. Okay. I... So we got the um, we got the big the big uh, damn it, what was it? Investigation. What was the guy's name? I'm t- yep. You must remember. It's hard sometimes <laughs> to remember. The Durham report. There you go. That'll help me remember it every time. Um, so the Durham report comes out. We got somebody. He's going to probation and 400 hours of community service for uh, lying to a FISA court, a secret court, you know, where secret warrants are granted so that they could spy on the sitting president. And he got 12 months of probation, 400 hours of community service, and a $100 fee. Do you see 
It's all broke. All of it. <laughs> you must remember button really works sometimes. <laughs> it's going to. It's going to be like a an anchor, an NLP anchor that triggers my memory. At least that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, all right. This one, I, I, I don't even know where to put this into the mix. So we're going to throw it in now. I don't know what to think I'm of this, but I'm I pay attention to the SDR because I think that XRP has a, um, like a destiny to replace it at the very least to supplement it because of its nature as a global bridge asset and what it will become with the widespread adoption once you know these legal issues and things are worked out and we have something like i don't know a liquidity crisis if that were to happen <laughs> and so whenever they talk about the sdr i kind of pay attention to it so listen to what he's saying here introducing legislation to direct the united states treasury to use its vote at the International Monetary Fund to release what's known as special drawing rights. These are foreign exchange reserves, assets maintained by the IMF that can be used by developing nations during severe economic downturns. So I'm guessing that they have uh, like a, an emergency pool, and that's what he's talking about, vote to release the emergency funds for this COVID stuff. Uh, so the SDR, if you don't know what it is, it's a basket of five uh, fiat currencies. There's uh, the dollar. They just added the yuan recently. Um, there's the British pound, the euro. Uh, one more. I don't remember what it is. doesn't matter. Uh, and it's a fixed ratio. Five years, they adjust it and adjust the ratios of how many dollars versus pounds versus Yuan and so on are in the mix of one SDR. And they planned it to, um, to be this liquidity pool that would take away some business from the petrodollar, from having to buy dollars to buy oil. But it never really had, had liquidity because they pass it out. The big countries just stockpile it. The little countries cash it in for local fiat and use that to help the people, right? Because that's what governments do. I mean, they wouldn't like dip their own fingers in that money first and then run it through the, the machine that feeds it out to all their buddies and gets them rich and then a little bit goes to the people. That's not how government works. Um, so anyway, they're calling for this and I, it just, it's, I don't know what to think of it yet. It caught my attention. Um, could these funds be subverted into black ops, uh, to, you know, pull off some kind of domestic terror attack? It sounds, sounds very plausible to me. Uh, it sounds like something the deep state would want or would try and do if they were, uh, you know, really desperate and trying, needing funds to do things because all of their assets have been seized or, you know, who knows what has done, for example, during the 2008 global financial crisis. A release of these special drawing rights would not cost American taxpayers a single dollar, but they would help developing nations purchase and distribute COVID vaccines and stem the pandemic's economic impact overseas. Now, he just lied to you. 
He said it wouldn't cost American taxpayers a single dollar, but it would exhaust the SDR emergency pool at the IMF, which would have to be refilled at some point, and the U.S. would be one of the countries refilling that pool. So it does come at a cost, just not an immediate cost. This proposal is supported by an unusually broad coalition, including the American farm leaders, business leaders, and trade associations, leading economists. I don't know. Those guys all voted for Biden, and he won. Faith groups, labor unions, and humanitarian groups. I want to thank my co-sponsors in this effort, Senators Sanders, Reid, Cardin, Merkley, and Leahy. We are joined in the House by my colleague from Illinois, Congressman Chewy Garcia. I'm re- blah, blah, blah. Okay. Man, the comments were just like, psh, 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 psh. I was like, what are y'all doing over there? <laughs> okay. How do y'all like the new mic? It's pretty, I, I love the sound. I got a um, <clears throat> sound engineer in the audience that actually lives in Dallas. Helped me tune it and set it up. I, th- I think it sounds really good. And now that is worked out. Very happy. Okay. Let's see. Let's go through this Mark Cuban tweet here. Um, he put out some really great stuff. Good sound. I'm glad. Okay. He put out a really good series of tweets. And this is the one that I added to the bombing run. I'm going to read it to you. Um, for... RH, that's Robin Hood traders that own GME, that's GameStop, uh, that money, as best I can tell, is held in street name, which means that 30% APR goes uh, average uh, or no annual percentage rate uh, goes 100% to Robin Hood app. Imagine if you pulled your crypto and the platform was getting 30% APY and didn't pay all but uh, fees to you, what would happen? What he's pointing out right there, I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, He's saying, look, DeFi solves this problem, people. Is my camera? Oh, that camera's frozen. Shoot. I'll have to fix that real quick. Hold on one second. Oh, no, it's not frozen. It's not plugged in. (laughs) There we go. All right. Sorry, guys. Okay. So that was interesting to me because he's previously said uh, he'd rather have bananas than Bitcoin. And you guys know what I think of Bitcoin, especially after the talk last time. So here's somebody that's like really sharp, billionaire, you know, made a killing in dot com, knows what he's talking about, is on the, uh, oh, the sharks, whatever show where they bring in businesses, they talk numbers and make them an offer if they want to partner with them. Um, And he's saying he'd rather have bananas than Bitcoin. And now he's talking about the benefits of DeFi. This guy, I think, really gets it. 
So I'm gonna, we're going to go through, that was his second tweet. Let's read his first one here. Let's talk GME shorts versus DeFi. When someone shorts a stock that is already heavily shorted, they have to pay a fee to borrow that stock. In the case of GME, that fee has been hovering around 30% this week. Shorts have to pay a price times uh, 0.3 divided by 360 per day. In DeFi, that's a 30% APY, annual percentage rate. So if they borrow the stock for a year, you'll make 30% on your uh, on what what they borrow. Okay, for Robinhood traders that own GME, that money, as best I can tell, it's held in the street name, which means that 30% APR goes 100% to Robinhood. So what he's pointing out here, if you're holding the stock, they're letting it, allowing it to be shorted, and they're making 30% on your money and how much are they giving you a $10 fee or whatever. That's what he's pointing out there. This is more, uh, this is one more way that wall street takes advantage of the little guy. If you are moving from Robinhood, look to see if you can find some place that allows you to hold the shares and lend them in your name so that you get the yield yield farming and stocks not all will allow it, but if they do, one trick that I've been on both sides of is to lend out stock to shorts at a high APY and then call uh, back my shares, which forces the short to cover. <laughs> do you see what he did? So he set them up on the short position, but then triggers a call, uses, he's basically playing both sides. You know, it's almost like a controlled opposition type play. Uh, now, if Wall Street Bets did this in mass, it would be the mother of all short squeezes. That's a good point, right? Instead of letting them control it, if it was you, if it was retail controlling not just the longs, but the shorts because they're in their name instead of the broker's name, and they're profiting, not only profiting from the short position that the other guy's taking, but they can force the squeeze whenever they want and then profit immensely when they have to, to uh, call or when they have to cover and buy the shares at, you know, instead of $30, $330. Please, sir, may I have another share of GME? The beauty of what has happened with Wall Street bets is that Wall Street is learning an expensive lesson that the way things have always been done is now how things is is not how sh how things should be done which is kind of what i was saying earlier you know this he gets it absolutely the it's wall street here that has to change not we need controls for retail because they can't do this no you guys can't do this anymore because you're operating in a paradigm that no longer exists and the longer you resist it and the harder you push back against the new paradigm, cutting the leg off the starfish, you're sending people in droves to crypto, to DeFi, where this kind of bullshit doesn't happen because they cut you guys out completely. This is going to speed up the demise of Wall Street in ways that they can't even comprehend. And this is why I mentioned uh, Cliff High talking about they try three more monetary systems and the people are like, meh. I mean, we'll use it if, if you tell us we have to. And this is kind of what I've foreseen coming for a long time. 
because you know of interoperability and it's again it's, it's card catalog to to the oh, that's just my daughter card catalog to this so try and guess how this smartphone is going to work the features and functions and capabilities that it will have back when you were those of you old enough to to remember the card catalog system at the library <laughs> because that's how profound this transition is going to become and if you think these guys who are just a bunch of criminals and crooks and sociopaths who don't care about destroying lives they're in it to make a buck they're, they're not going to change. They're not going to be necessary. They're just going to be replaced by smart contracts, by uh, new settlement systems, all of it. There's not going to be a need for them. We are, you, you literally have the opportunity to become part of the new financial infrastructure with what's coming forth right now with some of these tokens and things that I've talked about. Um, I read an article today about the differences between Polkadot and um, uh, uh, Tom, not Adam, Adam's the coin, but it's um, Cosmos and how they're kind of, you know, doing things similar, but with different security models. There's all, like I talked about with the Bitcoin discussion, there's all this experimentation going on to try and find what are the best practices and that's why it's consuming so much money in all of these coins that are popping up most of them are garbage but a few of them are real projects that are doing cool things and the push right now is to move into cross-chain swaps which means i can have a decentralized exchange you know we've had that a little bit but it's all been contained within ethereum but eventually and you know thor chains a, a third one uh, you're going to be able to swap Bitcoin for, for a privacy coin like Monero. And that changes the game because they can, you know, it's like uh, the dogs are chasing you and you walk through the river and then you come out further downstream. They never find you again. The dogs lose the scent. That's, that's what that's going to allow in a world of KYC and AML everything. So it's all about, it's just all going to become irrelevant. If you want to, if you want to sidestep the government, you'll be able to do it. And they're going to be at the same time going through this whole process of trying to foist a new monetary system on people that don't really need it because they've got better options. Hilarity ensues, if you were wondering. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, there is power in numbers working together. Buy and trade. This is back to Mark Cuban's tweet. Buy and trade together. We can be the whole lot more, uh, buy and trade together can be a whole lot more powerful than old school buy and hold. I'm not saying holding stocks is bad. It can be uh, great and have the same impact as holding crypto or as hodling crypto. Uh, and the same principles even apply. The number of shares outstanding and their growth is comparable to coins mined without the algorithmic control. I have to read that again to see. Okay, let's do it, in fact. And the same principles apply as talking about buy and hold. The number of shares outstanding is their growth 
and their growth is comparable to coins mined. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see what he's saying. Um, if small trades can uh, work together and share information together, the power to move stock pricing moves quickly from the analysts on Wall Street to the people working together. There is one very important caveat. No amount of trading together can keep a bad company in business. But if individual traders educate each other and use their combined strength to focus on good companies with strong prospects, the power shifts from Wall Street to Main Street, particularly now that direct listings are changing the IPO game. Remember the whole Netflix movie that we went through months ago, how the, the you know, Wall Street bottom end, we're going to give you $14 a share. And then they IPO'd at like 69 or something. And it wasn't Netscape that benefited from that, Mozilla or anything. It wasn't them that benefited from that. It was the bankers, right? And that's all. Not only do we, do we have uh, direct listings, but you could do it on uh, crypto, right? I mean, the Cardano, you can issue any token you want. That, that can replace the stock market 100%. So I, this whole system is just, it's, it's, it's just been put into, like, put out to pasture as legacy. That's what's happened in the last two days. That's what the energy of, is all about. At the very end of the 10 days of darkness, here we are. But none of this is related, folks. Anyway, I thought that was a great article or uh, thread that uh, Mark Cuban, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, put together. So, a lot of smart Texans, huh? We got Elon, we got Rogan, we got Cuban. <laughs> All of them are like rebels, too. I, I mean, I remember when he bought the Mavericks, they were like the last place team. Um, you know, nobody went to the games and he understood like it's a show. We're putting on a show for people. They need to come out, watch the show, have a good time. He started treating his players like uh, royalty. You know, I, I remember one time there was an ice storm in Dallas. He sent limousines for the entire team. He's like, yeah, I don't want them worrying about driving in. We just sent drivers out for him to pick them up. Of course, they he uh, brings in a crew to wash all their cars for them while they're at practice. I used to do that. Um, and like on and on and on really takes care of his, of his players. And at the same time holds really high expectations for him. They perform or they're gone kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, and I also remember he got a bad call from a referee about, uh, goaltending or whatever it is. And he put a picture up on the, uh, screens all around the, uh, arena of, the uh the camera showing that clearly it was not so and he got fined for that and he's like fuck you and you're fine and then when he moved into his house he had no furniture in it so that he could play basketball in the living room and he talked in the interview about having sex with his girlfriend in every room in the house to break it in so <laughs> he's an interesting guy all right maybe one day i'll be that cool Let's see here. I think we've covered everything and we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go conspiracy. 
It's, it's really not, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I want to show you this. Uh, this is old. It came out, I don't know, at least a year ago, I would say. Um, this is a primetime mainstream news anchor, Kelly something. I don't know. Um, she was caught off camera or recorded off camera saying this, and I want you guys to, to hear it. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will say, oh, that we that also quashed the story. Yeah. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail and now it's all coming out and it's like these new revelations and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every She doesn't even understand. By the way, the title of this tweet from James O'Keefe, ABC News has just announced that President James Goldston is leaving the network in March. Never forget the Epstein cover-up he was responsible for. Do you think they had dirt on him and he killed the story to keep it from going out? They control all of it, folks. That's how vast these blackmail networks are. That's how they've kept this secret. Every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God, we, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. One of my handful around ago. the world is the reality. So, yeah. I mean, we played you the, the bank, uh, banking executive last night telling his story. Here you've got a mainstream primetime news anchor, Amy Robach, okay, ABC News anchor, saying she's got the story, all the evidence, three years, tried to get it on the air, and no dice, wouldn't let them, can't do that story, we don't care, it's not important, whatever excuse they could come up with, and the reality is it's the story of the century. And here's another one. This guy is a uh, producer in Hollywood. He's, you know, talks about Hunger Games, but he's worked on a half dozen different blockbuster movies. Uh, you know, and producers are people, you know, making things happen with, uh, I think, uh, you know, just making sure the movie's moving forward with financing and everything else. Um and I think he's fairly involved, has a lot of friends who are actors and so forth, goes through and talks about some of them. And he put this movie out uh, talking about Hollywood pedophilia. And Amazon took it down. 
and he's telling some of the stories. So here's yet another. We had a high-level banker. You've got a Hollywood producer. You, you, you know, we've got Cappy, but like Cappy is a little bit problematic because he wasn't a huge, you know, he played small parts. He was like a small time actor and he left Hollywood. I don't think he had many prospects and uh, was depressed. And there's a video of somebody driving past him with a dash cam sitting on the bridge that he jumped off of or was forced off of. What happened is two guys, I've read the story, supposedly came and tried to restrain him and he like pushed him away and jumped and then got hit by a car. Uh, Cause it wasn't, I mean, it was like 17 feet. You might break something cappy, but that's it. Um, so I, I, and he's, this truck's driving by and he's sitting on the railing, like looking like he's not in a good place kind of thing. Um, could they have somehow driven him to do that? Um, maybe, maybe, but he may have just, you know, felt like he was at a dead end is kind of what I think. Um, not the case with these people, right? And they're all telling the same story. I want you to listen to a fair amount of this. And this issue of human trafficking, which many people are waking up to today for a variety of reasons, is the issue that defines all of us in our time. The media corporations, the most powerful six corporations in the land, in the world for that matter, are all implicated in human trafficking of kids. And I would point to anybody who wants to know more about that to look at Project Veritas and the, and the leak disclosure of off-air footage of Amy Robach from ABC News when she found out in... So that's what we just watched, right? And he also, in this uh, video, references um, the banker that we watched the night before. So he's kind of been out there talking to these people, I think putting their story together into this movie. It was discussing in 2016 that they had everything from Virginia Guffrey, all of it. Everybody who was involved, they had all the evidence. Their own lawyer said that when all is said and done, Jeffrey Epstein will go down as one of the most prolific pedophiles in all of history. And they buried that story to have access to the royal family, for which we now know Prince Andrew was implicated. They did not have any remorse for the victims in that video. This is a bigger problem because most people know in that world and the world that I come from in Hollywood, that it is a hidden layer that everybody knows is there. When the Me Too movement started in 2017, I reached out to several of my female actress friends who were prominent in LA. You would know them by name. Many of them you would know by just their look because you go, oh, that was her in that movie or that movie. And I said, well, what about the children? What about the children? And, they, and the response was, we know, we know. But they were silent on it. So apparently and it destroyed me because secret. it destroyed my illusion of what. Like they know this stuff goes on and they're powerless to do anything about it, or I guess they feel that they're powerless to do anything about it, and they just look the other way because they want that money, because they want that fame. It's that powerful of an allure to them. They want that lifestyle. So, yeah, 
maybe some kids are getting tortured and killed, raped. Well, my new Mercedes is very nice. But rights, human rights were, children's rights were. This is a child abuse system that we have been living in for a very long time and it's been allowed to go on. And I will not be silent about this because it affects every single one of us. The people on television who smile at you, who tell you stories, who give you news, are the ones who hide all of this from us. They are not talking about the real issues. They are distracting you with division issues. This is a unification issue. When the Maxwell- See again, and that's government does this by design. It forces a one size must fit all solution. So you put two on every issue, you've got opposing sides, they wrestle for the gun in the room and whoever gets it gets to wield it at everybody else and force their beliefs, their opinions on others. What is a law? It's the opinion of a politician, nothing more. Think about it. Well, files came out 48 hours ago. I went on MSNBC, I went on CNN.com and I looked at every single one of their headlines and there was no mention of it whatsoever. They were talking about John Lewis's funeral. They were talking about do with left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative, or anything you are or you identify with as in between. We are faced with a crisis of consciousness among the leadership of our banking institutions, of our media corporations, of the Hollywood entertainment industry, of the music industry, this is not about a bunch of young women who were having sex with older men and make it about a bunch of perverts. They raped and tortured these girls against their own free will, no matter whether they paid them or not. If you read the articles and you listen to what Ghislaine Maxwell said about the girls that she picked up in West Palm Beach's trailer parks, she was asked, what about the young girls? What are we gonna do to them? What, what's gonna happen to them? She said, they are trash, they are nothing. That's a direct quote from the New Yorker. When I went and looked at edge.org, which you can find out was a multi-billionaire club of people that was financed by Jeffrey Epstein. You can go to edge.org today, look up under people and go to G. You'll see Bill Gates on there as a contributing member of that organization. And you'd have to go back in the Wayback Machine and Internet Archive was rare. And indeed, human beings are in our youngest years, use the most among the most useless creatures in all of the animal kingdom. This is how they view children through science. This is their expression. These are people who have no ground to tell you what to think, what to do. So when they get up there and they start espousing their views on so. But that's exactly what they're doing. That's what I just showed you. That's why they kicked me off Spotify. That's why they're banning public hearings. That's why they're pushing everybody off of YouTube, off of Twitter. They want to control the narrative of acceptable thought. So that way they can meander it into whatever direction they choose and lead the masses down whatever path they choose.
social justice or whatever the hell it is, know that you're hearing a controlled and scripted dialogue that is going through a filter by people who are very powerful, who hold a lot of money, and they are controlling and conditioning all of these people through pedophilia. And there's another layer to it, but it's too unbelievable to believe that they would also sacrifice kids. And I'll give you one statistic that you can look up and verify for yourself. If you go to UNICEF and you look up child sex trafficking or human trafficking, you'll find a statistic globally, worldwide, according to the United Nations, that 40 million people a year are trafficked around this world. 40 million, it's $150 billion a year industry for which has very dark and ugly ties. And it goes all the way up into Wall Street and beyond. But I will say this, 5.5 million children every year are trafficked around the world, 5.5 million, most of whom don't live past age seven or eight, which means they have to replenish that supply chain. We harvest, they harvest organs of children on a black market. In China right now, there are concentration camps for young Muslims to the tune of 1 million people. Nobody's talking about this is modern day slavery. They are beating these people. They are re-indoctrinating them and they are raping their wives to start a new bloodline. That's happening right now in China. You can find that on the Washington Post or the New York Times. Nobody else is saying anything about it in our politics, in our mainstream news. Nobody's talking about it. It is slavery of human beings is going on today, and it must stop, and it is a child abuse issue. All of these kids that were preyed upon, many of them came from bad homes. That's not their fault. But these predators, they come after our children because they can offer them things. They can offer them alcohol. They can offer them money. They can offer them drugs to lure them in. And suddenly, as you will find out if you read the Maxwell testimony, you'll find that what they were doing is they were saying, they asked G. Lay Maxwell, well, did you ever talk to her about money that she could earn about giving a hand job or sexual favors to Epstein. And she went through this long explanation. Well, we discussed career advice and I advised her and possibly you know, told her that where she could advance her career. That's as far as she would go. And then her lawyer cut her off. These people don't give a shit about anybody and they get up there and they smile in front of you and they are in- infiltrated throughout all of our institutions, including government. They own the politicians, right and left. What we are going to find Correct. out very soon is that there aren't Democrats and Republicans in the United States government. There's a unified cabal of controlled people who serve these powers and they keep the theater going for you and I to run back and forth and vote every four years. So red, red, blue game, right? You vote for one party and they get in, you get them in, you win to win for you. And then they do whatever the fuck they want. And you're like, well, I'm not, can't believe they did that. I'm not going to vote for them again. I'm going to the other party. And the reality is they've created in the name of K 
campaign finance reform and uh, voter integrity laws and all sorts of other bullshit, which is basically just code for raising the bar, putting up barriers to entry to keep third parties out, to marginalize them, to prevent them from ever having a voice because it's much easier to control two parties than it is 22. I have watched horror story after horror story, and I promise you this is true. Go on YouTube and find Anake Lucas, who is a child sex slave at six years old for the elite. And she will describe to you, she also gave a TED talk on this, but this was in 2016. She talked about the block of wood that she saw with the stains of blood of children on it. The predators are not just raping and having sex and torturing and beating these kids. They're murdering them for pleasure. This is not a pedophile. These are psychopaths and they have no remorse whatsoever in what they're doing. What we need to do in this world is unify together to protect all life on this planet and the sacredness of children. Because if we are going to make it through this time with all the upheavals that are going to come, socioeconomic, racial, however you want to measure it, this is the unifying issue that the establishment will not give you a movement for. You're going to have to do it on your own. They will give you the Me Too movement because they can make it about hatred of men and weaponize it and make it political. They'll give you the Black Lives Matter movement because they can weaponize it and make yep. it political. Exactly they can have they Colin Kaepernick take a knee, divide the country, and he walks away with a check from Nike at a multi tens of millions of dollars NFL star level deal. Mm -hmm. While Nike has concentration camp, slave labor camp workers working in China at their factories. Also, our kids can have their Air Jordans. And Colin Kaepernick says nothing about that. But Ricky Gervais sure as fuck did, didn't he? Remember that? Where are our Martin Luther King Juniors and our Malcolm X's? They're in celebrity culture. All of these people who get up and say that we live in an oppressive system are taking checks from white men who are paying them. And why I'm saying this is I'm so angry because it all ties. This guy reminds me of me. I like him. I'd never seen this before yesterday, I think. And it's just, he just lays it out. Does a fantastic job of it. Into this abuse of human rights. We have to stop fighting each other and unite for this country and this world for our children. I don't care that Amazon took my movie down. In fact, it tells me that we're doing better than ever before and that this issue is spreading all over. 80 million impressions last month alone on TikTok for Pizzagate, for which if anybody looks into it, I tell them, go look at the New York Times coverage in 2016 and look at how they covered it and then go look at James Alephantis's Instagram images. They mm -hmm. completely omitted them. This is the family restaurant owner who is posting pictures of children in compromising positions. Who's friends with other uh, known pedophiles on and on. And all of the friends that James Alephantis has was talking about how delicious those kids looked. 
Would you send your child and walk into a restaurant for which the owner is publicly doing those kinds of things on social media in a public forum? Look at Pedogate 2020. Watch Out of Shadows to get an idea of how disgusting these people are. Or there's a Fall of the Cabal series um, that goes, it's a deep dive on all of this. And it's pretty uh, revealing as well. So that's out there, I know, on like BitChute and probably Rumble. Um, I hadn't heard of the one he recommends. His movie, I want to see if I can uh, find it. it. I think it was Fallen Angels or something. We'll keep listening. Hopefully he'll mention the name of it. I know he does at the end. And they have the gall to call you a right winger or a conspiracy theorist. And I'm telling you this, I woke up because I listened to what other people were saying and I waited and I sought out the truth for myself. I didn't wait for the mainstream media to tell me. Nope. Every single time there is a disclosure in Hollywood, all of these kids, I worked there for 20 years. I saw shit that nobody should see. I didn't partake in things. It was just right in front of me, out in the open. These kids, when you see Britney Spears, when you see Amanda Bynes, when you see any of these young pop stars have meltdowns, that's not because they're famous. That's not because of the pressures of stardom and the money getting to them. It's because they're sexually abused and handed around like candy. You go on crazy days and nights, you can go to Tracy Bean's channel and look up that video, which she did at the end of 2019. It'll blow your mind. They have a pipeline of kids going from Haiti all the way to the Vatican on boats. And there are people in Hollywood who facilitate all this, stars who will go and date rich men. You can look up this, these stories are in the press. They're not, they're hidden like, they're, they're traveling and they're going over here. They're hanging out with billionaire men in the Middle East. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're Muslim. It's not even that they're Muslim. These are kings, these are princes, these are uh, heads of state, dignitaries, billionaire moguls, all hanging around Khan. And it's legitimate. It's completely legitimate. They call it yachting. And that's just oh, the dating part notes. of it, I got having right sex for money, name. which they throw hundreds of thousands of dollars at some of these girls, depending on how long they'll stay with them and accompany them to dinners and have sex with them and do whatever they want in their orgies or whatever sexual perversions they have. This has been going on for decades, forever. Hollywood is just the most publicly visible because it's out in our faces, it's on our airways, it's on our TV all the time. It's in our music industry. You would not believe the level of satanic crap that is in there. And if you had told me this three years ago, I would have said, you're crazy. I thought, you know, that's a little, that's too far. No, 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 no. This satanic shit that is going on in our music industry and in Hollywood too, but mostly in the music industry is so out there. Once you look at it and you see the occult symbolism, they use it in everything. Baphomet. They do. That is true. All right. Somebody's telling me the movie is called uh, out of the shadows by, by Liz Crokin, C R O K I N L I Z uh, out of the shadows. If y'all want to find that. Who's the guy talking in the video? Uh, so I just linked it in the chat for you guys. Uh, go go scroll up and find it. It's uh, producer of Hunger Games talks about Hollywood pedophiles. 
is everywhere. Pentagram is all over the place. And this is on YouTube. And they sew it in. And it's an, it's an older video. It's, it's not like breaking news or anything, but the whole point of this is showing you guys how, you know, there have been whistleblowers. There have been people who've come out and spoken publicly about this for years and years. I mean, there's the footage of the naked person uh, climbing down a sheet out of Buckingham Palace and falls and he's naked and definitely probably fell to his death. And like, nothing came of that. What? Who? Huh? No, this is fine. <laughs> um, there's, there's a girl that was supposed, says she was abused by the vat in the Vatican and that there's secret rooms and, you know, all sorts of this kind of stuff going on. So there are survivors. There are people who tell their story. And they're ridiculed and ignored and the press sweeps it under the rug. Why? Because they're part of it. The people in key positions get compromised, blackmailed, and controlled. And they can accomplish just about anything they want. And that's what you need to understand. You are under attack from all sides. As they tell you, you know, here, we're going to make your life easier and look at what we can do for you. Isn't this great? And, you know, you're coming in and you're eating and it's like, mm, this is very nice. And I like the people here and this is wonderful. It's a great, I'm going to come back tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And you don't even notice the fence kind of in the background and over there and over there and then one day you go in and you don't come out into the to the consciousness of these young kids through witchcraft and all sorts of fun stuff they make it fun they make it sound fun and it's sexy but i'll give you this just on the practical level you look at every pop star over the last Go look into the history of Walt Disney and, and that whole, huh? Yeah. And Hollywood, the magician's wand. 20 years. And especially in the last 10, Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, where do they start? Innocence. Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. Innocence. She came mm -hmm. out with a music video last year. For what? Where she had claws and teeth on her vagina. <laughs> they promote diversity, tolerance, all of this to confuse people and they don't even see it. Ariana Grande, unfortunately, I feel very bad for these kids. All these behaviors, right? And destroy the family and, and subvert society. That's what all of these are all attacks on you, on your thinking, on your logic, on your opinions, on your viewpoints. They're giving you your perspectives through this kind of mass societal control mechanisms, the media, Hollywood, television, all of it they control. And they use it to control you. That's why they call it programming.
because they're children and they have to do horrific things. Kaya Jones, who I know personally, was a former member of the Pussycat Dolls. And she gave her testimony in 2017, right after the Las Vegas shooting, because she was there. And she started talking as, as far as she could go about what these kids go through. And her moment of clarity was she saw what everybody else around her in the group was starting to do. Sex was nothing. But then taking advantage of people and having no remorse for it, she saw another level to remember what the banker said about put your conscience in the freezer. Same thing. And it was the moment she was at the MGM Grand standing up there singing and these young girls looking up and idolizing these women. You're the pussycat dolls. I want to be like you. She couldn't do it anymore and she walked away. Good for her. We can have truthful art in this world. We don't need propaganda. Truthful art begins with the diversity of ideas and truthful information being disclosed. Crypto uh, Break, is his movie is called Child's Voice, and the other one was a different one. Okay, thank you. So uh, confirm that for me, though, that Child's Voice is his movie, the guy that we're watching the interview of. We can have beautiful films. We can have honest expressions in it that come from within us. The journey of art is to discover what is within you that is the unknown, which you follow a belief to find. But in that discovery, there is the transcendent, which is what did I struggle with and come to confront within myself that I needed to release and share and let you decide what is real, what is true for you in that honest expression. But the other stuff, which is I'm gonna tell you what you should think, and these are the bad people, and these are the good people, and this is- Tory Story is an analogy of children kidnapped. This is what so you need to think. Suggesting that's an interesting thought. If there's a write-up on that, I would love to read it. I love the one about, um, the Wizard of Oz, how that's an analogy for the Fed, Federal Reserve and life, uh, kind of our, our world that they created. I think that one's dead on. Um, so that's interesting. I never thought of that. Think, and this is what you need to do. And everybody just gets all excited about that. That is the same stuff that we've been doing for so very long. And Hollywood, I will tell you this, if you look back why there's reboots, remakes, prequels, and sequels, I've discussed this with many of my writer friends in Hollywood who were deeply embedded trying to help get the truth out through the disclosure in their movies. They all told me what the gatekeepers all know at the very, very top, not the executives, not the agents, not the managers, it's, it's like a banking institution. The person at the teller working with the customer does not have privy to the knowledge of the CEO and the chairman of the board and what they discussed the day before. They're just doing their job, right? So everybody does their job according to what they know. So Hollywood gets this, the word out through the studios, this is the kind of content we're looking for. But the gatekeepers at the very top are managers to make sure that we don't wake up 
They control everything that we see, and it is very important for them to do that because they don't need you and I starting to have new ideas about things that go outside of the orthodoxy of what they want us to know. Exactly. Okay. Somebody's saying I was too low compared to the video. I just bumped it up a little bit. That should help. Um, exactly what he said. And he said this, uh, this is September 19th of 2020. So, you know, several months back, it's exactly what they're doing. Limiting the voices using this, this trap that they've laid for us to ensnare us all in whatever plan they have for you and your children. So the reboots, remakes, prequels, and sequels is like a holding pattern so that we keep retreading through the same ideas, even though as humans, our minds are to expand, to grow, to stretch, to reach out. And we're in a time where we're trapped between everything that we're supposed to do. There's so much cognitive dissonance. It's a reflection of this whole system which preys on children. That is the number one Achilles heel of this entire time. These people don't want you to know that. They want you to think that we're the problem instead of the one-tenth of one percent who control everything and have the gall to turn around and message to all of us and tell us that we're the problem or white people are the problem or black people are the problem or brown people are the problem. Or those retail traders, they're ganging up on it. They're costing the system billions they're the problem. <laughs> Bam. How'd you like that tie-in, huh? That was good. I should do this for real or something. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough. Uh, that's called The Producer of Hunger Games Talks About Hollywood Pedophiles. It's on YouTube. Uh, Surviving Susan is the channel. Um, it, there, there's more to it, and he goes into his, his uh, movie, which is, I think it was Saving Children or... Or sorry, no, child's voice. Uh, people are killing me over um, getting Pierre's name wrong, calling him Brock twice in the interview yesterday. <laughs> I was half asleep. I'm normally still sleeping at that time. I went to bed at like two, got up at seven. Yeah, I was <laughs> a little out of it. Anyway, uh, it's called the movie that he's talking about is called Child's Voice. It's on Vimeo. I haven't watched it yet. I think it might be on his website, but he goes through here at the end and also mentions it in the beginning, the part that I skipped, so we could kind of jump right in. Uh, if you want to go watch this, I also tweeted out the link in chat, so if there's a history on the platform, you'll be able to find that. Okay, if you guys have questions, you can ask away. I'm going to go back. There may be some more things, but I think that was it. Yeah, it's a nice little run there. So, interesting things that happen. And BitBoy Crypto would be nice to have a friendly Bitcoin debate with, with you. I don't know. I, I mean, I had one. That's I don't want to turn it into. I, I mean, we're going to do another one probably in a couple weeks, and I don't want to turn it into the debate Bitcoin channel. I don't mind doing it occasionally. Uh, is XRP a deep state weapon or a Trump-backed solution? That's a good question. Um, I think it's 
I think it's more of this kind of Trump back salute or, you know, whatever you, you would call that, this great awakening. I think it's part of that more so than the deep state. I think the deep state, um, it, you know, it's central banking system. It's certainly part of that. And the, uh, hmm, and the families behind them. So they want to, like, I think they know, they have to know that this, their paradigm is coming to an end and, um, Yeah, you know, I want to think about that question for a while first, because there's a lot of, huh, huh? <laughs> there's a lot of uh, angles to that. Let me answer that another time, and I'll think about it. Like, how have they tried to use it as a weapon? Um, how could they gain control of it? I mean, that's really getting the escrow into the IMF. Like that's going to put it in their hands, you would think, unless the IMF's been turned around. There's a lot to that. That's a good question. Let me think about it some. Uh, okay. Have you viewed the video testimony of the Hampstead siblings? Um, you cannot get better witness accounts. I don't think I have. If somebody wants to shoot me the link, I'd, I'd love to take a look and see. I've seen, you know, various ones. I, I may have, but that's that doesn't sound familiar so those there's all kinds of weird stories there was one about a girl that was um raised under a house she was abused and put under a house with a bunch of dogs and she runs around like a dog and it looks like a dog it's, it's very strange now she walks like normal <laughs> i don't what am i even talking about okay uh, what do you think of Stellar Network? A lot of people like it. Um, I'm not a fan of Jed primarily. Uh, you know, there's questions about him and Mount Gox. He was involved in that. He left and then the thing gets robbed uh, using, I think he was somehow related to it. You know, maybe they didn't update their security. Maybe he was, I don't think there's any evidence showing that he was in on it. And I think they eventually caught those people I, i'm not sure though but it should and then the whole thing with uh ripple he left uh like after wanting to put his girlfriend in a key position in the company and the board was like no um he was wanting to give his uh token away on face or, or xrp away on facebook to like everybody with a facebook account and then he goes to stellar and he tries that with keybase and um you know, a few other things and like fails and fails and fails and then decides, okay, we can't do the giveaway. He burned a 50 billion, you know, half the supply because he decided, well, it's just too much. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not that impressed. Um, could it be something? Sure. There's a lot of people, there's the Kendra Hill theory about it's going to be the people's money and XRP is the institutional money. XRP is definitely the institutional money. Um, what comes out ultimately as the people's money? I, I don't know. I think reserve could be a strong candidate for that. If you want like a stable fiat, uh, I think that's going to be a 
you know, a real contender and it's got big names behind it. Um, you know, I did a, the video on it eight, six or eight months ago, whatever it was. Um, that's done really well since. And I think they've got the right idea. You need to start with a dollar peg because that's the standard today. But when you can get away with it or get away from it, which I think that day's coming, right? Think about the WebBot stuff. Think about what's happening to Wall Street. You're going to have this mass exodus of people leaving, leaving the markets. And what is that going to do to the liquidity problems? Think about what we opened with. 50 stocks that they've limited because they don't have liquidity. What happens when 25% uh, of the market exits and no longer wants to buy or sell? on their exchanges. The world's changing in some big ways. And, you know, who <laughs> questions about Stellar? Who <laughs> I'm in a very pontificating mood today, I guess. Um, uh, you know, it's it's got basically the same character. There's very minute differences between the XRP ledger and uh, the Stellar network. Could it become something like that? Sure. But I think there's a lot of other good candidates out there. So uh, like I have a little bit that I got from their giveaway thing. That's all I hold. It's never really been a huge, I mean, there's a lot of people that think it's going to do well and it might, I don't know, but I think there's better projects to invest in. Um, Okay. Yes. Did I see Jim Rickards tweet that we're beginning ice nine? Yeah. I think it's in the bombing run, but it was his reply to it or something. But for those of you that don't know, ice nine is this theory that they're going to freeze all transactions during the monetary reset and roll out of the new currency and so forth. And Richie rich has confirmed. Yeah, that's the plan. That's what they're going to do. Um, and of course, now we're seeing liquidity problems that are uh, snowballing and getting bigger and bigger. So it seems entirely likely that that's, that's the plan. So. Okay. Going back to the question, top three porn stars. Okay. Uh, I've got, I've got one. Um, what's her name? Damn it. Um, I'll remember. Uh, yeah. Let's see you if You must it works. remember. It's hard sometimes to Madison remember. Madison Ivy. There's one. Okay. So I've got one. I've got two more to go. I'll have to find another one. <laughs> Absolutely perfect and like has passion. You can, you can tell that about some people just by seeing how they hold themselves. That's what creates charisma is really just people who love what they do and um, uh, like live life at a different level. Hard to describe really. Okay. You need to do an interview with a silver market expert. Like what to, uh, what do you think we should talk about? Give me an I give me some if you want to shoot me some recommendations on uh, Twitter with maybe some people to reach out to, 
I wouldn't mind. Yeah, maybe the mechanics of the short squeeze, something like that, I think would be fantastic. Uh, but yeah, tell me what you think we should cover and some suggestions. And if I think it's a good plan, I'll do that. I, I think that would be good because I wouldn't mind knowing some more about that. So anybody that wants to do that can. Okay, can you explain 10 Days of Darkness mentioned earlier? So this comes from After P. Sorry, let me get on there for you guys. Uh, and it was just 10 Days of Darkness that this was part of this process. I don't have a drop or anything to bring up. Um, and what's happened is the White House has been dark for 10 days in a row. And we had the lights on the Washington Monument go out as well. Uh, now there was a, let me see, what am I even looking for over here? I don't remember. Um, no. Okay. There's a post from Ezra over on uh, Gab. I'm not going to take the time to go look it up, but it shows three different photographs of the White House. Uh, over different time periods. I think they're different, and it's showing the EXF data, the uh, basically all the metadata that goes with a photograph based on from your camera. And these are like uh, professional photographers, so you know their date and times are set right and so forth. Uh, and, the, and it's showing that they're filming, they're photographing the White House at like uh, 12.30, 3 a.m., 2.41 a.m., over different presidencies, and it's always lit up in, to, to various uh, levels, right? And the, the um, first two floors are really like administrative. They live at the top, kind of above the railing or behind the, the railing that goes up, so the lights are not going to be shining in the residence part of the White House. Um, so... Uh, you know, it kind of points out that, yeah, that's another, there's something weird going on there. Okay. And if we, uh, yeah, I get, no, I'm not going to, I don't have, get, see, this is the problem. I can't, I don't want to bring up Gab uh, cold like this because it'll show my IP address. I guess it won't in this screen here. So I don't know what's happening behind the scenes over this whole 10 days of darkness thing, but kind of the suggestion is uh, some shit's going down. Um, and, you know, I, I think the, the hope is, that's probably a good way to put it, the hope is that, uh, you know, things start happening coming out of this. From dark to light, there's that whole... Um, kind of phrase that's used over and over by after P and we've been in the dark. Now we're going into the light, which means all this stuff starts getting exposed, right? More and more, um, these, uh, emergency alert system, you know, that kind of thing going down perhaps, I don't know, but I think that's the implication. Oh, this guy's a genius in here. Anyone that liked Trump is a racist jack-off. Uh, okay. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Mark Colburn. Uh, how long if you uh, how long if you could talk to Pomp until he said something so dumb it took your breath away? Uh, how fast could I make that happen? Gone in 60 seconds. Come on, y'all. 
<laughs> if I really wanted to. I think I was too nice to uh, Pierre. I, I, yeah, some of his arguments were severely lacking, and I think I could have like really destroyed him, but I didn't. But next time I might not be so kid gloved. We'll see. Okay, where does the expression diamond hands come from? I don't know. I've never heard that. I uh, wonder why Coinbase just got 100 million XRP a few hours ago. Yeah, somebody tried to get me to look at that. I, guys, I haven't had time. Uh, any personal ideas as to what could possibly happen February 8th through 11th as per Cliff High refer reference? I don't know. Um, I watched that while I was working on other stuff or listened to it while I was working on other stuff today. Uh, I haven't even gone through the whole uh, thing with the three amigos. I've caught up with most of Joe's videos. Um, so I, I don't know yet. I have some sounds for you to check out. Okay, cool. Uh, shoot me uh, a tweet on Twitter and I'll take a look. If, I, if we need a DM or something, we can. Uh, when do the aliens arrive? I think they're already here. I think February will be an interesting month for everything. Yeah, I mean, there's things that are set in motion now that like there's uh, back to the future. We're past the windmill. It's the point of no return. There's no stopping now. We either go off into the future or fall off the cliff. But we got to reach 88 miles per hour. <laughs> Snippy will like that reference. Oh, oh. Uh, do you feel the infrastructure of the deep state financial situation is at an end? I, I think it's very potentially at an end. Yes, I do. Okay. Sean Atwood talks about Epstein most every day on YouTube. Okay. Uh, what governance can censor YouTube? We were all under the opinion that it was a public platform. Well, it's private right? It's just, they've made it so easy and so good that everybody goes there, right? And that, that's like, it's the pen analogy. You put feet inside the pen, you feed everybody, all the animals, give them what they want. They get used to you. They trust you. And then you close the gate on them and then they're yours. And then you start limiting what they can see. I mean, the answer, I think what's going to come out of this is, um, you know, I, I, what you have to realize is this is all based on this blackmail network and this thing being hidden for so long. And if this truly comes out, the kind of stuff we just watched through, um, these, these people are going to be destroyed. Uh, it's going to shock the shit out of a lot of people. And this stuff will, I think will get cleaned up very fast. Um, and it is what is driving all of this in the first place. So rooting, you know, taking the Kraken out and getting all the tentacles that stretch out into our society is going to have um, profound impacts on all of these companies, I think. So I hope anyway. And at the same time, that's why I'm on, I'm on Gab, um, not as much as Twitter, but definitely a lot more than, than, uh, I was weeks ago. 
So, because I, I kind of like it. Um, I'm trying to get to Ezra here. Let's see if I can. Give me just a second. Okay, I'll see if I can remember to come back and find that link. Good night. Uh, have you watched the Tom McDonald video, Fake Woke? I think so. Um, I'm not sure. What do you think of the February 1st XRP pump? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they might do something. I don't, I don't know. I've, I've... I've been holding for years, you guys. You think I'm going to get excited about some little retail pump? I know what I'm here for. It's not retail to pump XRP. A few few pen, pennies or a few dollars. Is the central bank, the Fed, and the IMF working together? Absolutely. I mean, they all partner with each other. Are they working towards like a... Um, nefarious agenda uh, yes i mean for the imf go read um confessions of an economic hitman by john something um and then uh you know the central banks i don't even think we need to address that okay what did you think of Mr. Pool's drops, a piggy bank, an ace card, and a mountain? I haven't seen those yet. So point me to a thread. I will take a look at it. I, ha I haven't looked at that. Can laserware space dolphins come up from Antarctica and vaporize the deep state child pedo, pedo bankers and SEC and Biden already? Well, we don't want him to hurt by Dan. I mean, so no, can't do that. We got to leave him off. Did you see the Democrats' recent Twitter post on $1,400 stimulus? It's gold. So many pissed. No, I haven't. Uh, tag me on it. I'll take a look. That's how I find all this stuff. Um... XRP ready for a big squeeze because Ripple and execs can't sell. <laughs> That's funny. No, I think, um, yes, I, I'm not going to click on that link. Are you, are you kidding me? But yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's her. Uh, what's one of your favorite books? Requ one that should, that you would require all humans to read if you could do such a thing. I wouldn't want to require all humans to read. I would want to give them the opportunity to read. There's a big difference there. Um, man, I, I mean, there's so many, I don't think there's one, right? Like rich dad, poor dad. I want my daughter to read that book. Uh, that's one I read 20 something years ago. And, um, it's a paradigm shift uh, Conversations with God by Neely Donald Walsh is a great one. Um, I'd set up, I'd incorporate Bashar into the education system for, for a school. The stuff that he, you know, even if it's a philosophy class, what a great, incredible, mind expanding philosophy that's available out there, regardless of 
where it comes from. Um, you know, the books on free keen. I'd love for everybody to have the opportunity to pick one of those three or the, you know, there's a book, there's audio books, there's podcasts, and then there's on and on. Those are all great to transform society. So, I, I mean, that's really what this is all about. And you got to understand, you know, the School Sucks Project. For those of you that are interested in education, um, Brett Vinat runs the School Sucks Project and podcast. It's excellent. Uh, there's so much information that he's put out there. I think he just marked his Facebook group private, but I think you can still join. Um, he talks about homeschooling, unschooling, um, you know, and all the various terms for it. And there's a Spark Academy up in the, like Kansas or something. I forget where he he's traveled around to see different education models being employed and talks to teachers, talks to uh, parents who have pulled their kids from the school and homeschooled them or home educated them, unschooled them, you know, all of these things. You know, the, uh, and he also, he put this series together talking about the history of the public education system and Horace Mann and how they went over to the Prussians and modeled the U.S. school system after the enemy. Of course, don't, let's not forget, Paperclip wasn't just about uh, von Braun and the rocket scientists and the NASA people. They also brought over all of these political scientists right? Because the Third Reich didn't, didn't lose. They just changed sides. That's what, ha that's what Operation Paperclip was. And of course, Hitler didn't die. He booked it down to uh, Argentina. He, eventually he died, but he lived long after and did not commit suicide in the bunker, as we're told. It's a great series, Finding Hitler, if you haven't seen that. I mean, just so much of what we know is a lie, and it's the system's been built to entrain us to accept it. And, uh, you know, people need to understand that. Like, I don't care if you use YouTube. I care that you know you're on a platform that's been designed to manipulate and control you and limit your choices. And propagandize you. And you need, and I care that you're aware of propaganda and think in a way that has you questioning motivations of people giving you information. That's how you see through it. That's the kind of thing that I do for you guys on the show, right? As I show you how now all of a sudden, all of them are saying this, look at how much they're pushing on this capital insurrection. Here's the footage of it. Does that look like an insurrection to you? So, and then it renders it useless, right? And the more people that can see that for what it is, it fails to have an effect. And I think that's about to happen in a big way. And that's why I'm still doing these because I think that's coming. There's a good chance it's coming. And it's going to be uh, a rude awakening for a lot of people. And some of them just won't believe it regardless of the evidence and how uh, obvious it becomes. Okay. Eva Long, uh, I would have to go look her up. 
I don't know, maybe. I recognize the name. Uh, we're overdue. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope. Not till after. Uh, has any of the presidential transports, AF1, AF2, Marine 1, been seen on flight trackers or in the news? So, interesting you should ask. Because Ezra posted um, video of Biden getting into Marine One. And I'm kind of scrolling through here so the page can start loading. Um, And he's claiming that it's CGI. Now, I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I think it's probably. um, Probably scrolled off. Yeah. Wow. There's the vaccine recommendation for your baby. Separated out into every shot. They combine them, of course. Um, yeah, it's not going to show it here. <laughs> Different people. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to load. Anyway, so there's footage of him getting into Air Force One, and then some aides come on, get in the back door. As they step on the plane, the planes, uh, or, or the helicopter, Marine One, is, you know, moving a little bit with it. So if it's CGI like he's trying to claim, it's damn convincing. Um, but what he's saying is that even the Chinese know that he's not Biden. Now, of course, we're putting on this tinfoil hat, right? Um, but he's saying the CGI, eventually everybody notices that the Chinese know that it's not Biden anymore. So it's getting close to go time. And of course, we're coming out of the 10 days of darkness. There's a uh, delta for one of the drops that's about... Um, Ah, I forget what it is, but it's the 31st, so tomorrow. We shall see, y'all. We shall see what happens. It might be an interesting day tomorrow. Okay, what do you think about Bittrex selling tokenized stocks on their exchange? I guess uh, they will offer any stock that Robinhood limits. Yeah, that's that's the future, right, is tokenized everything, and these guys go away. and And their whole business, the NASDAQ, I don't just mean Wall Street, but NASDAQ. Why do you need them? We can run tokenized stock exchange on exchanges on blockchains, and there's no trading hours. There's no halting. There's no limits. There's no nothing. There's no circuit breakers. You don't need. You make a bad trade, you lose. End of story. You want to rehypothecate uh, more shorts than there are shares to short. Too bad. You can't do it. They're healthy, functioning, honest networks based on rules that don't change for the wealthy versus the rich because that's what's going on. It's class warfare. And DeFi will come along shortly and fix the fuck out of that. The GameStop thing is a setup. The company uh, doing Market Maker is Citadel. Citadel is a stronghold, a.k.a. Uh, castle-like bearable guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Ben Bernanke is an advisor to Citadel, also spoke as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David Schwartz tweeted out um, that uh, he showed the coin market cap of GME and Ripple both climbing at the same time while everything else was, you know, two or three percent. They were up huge. Um, and he asked, is this a coincidence or do you think this is a coincidence? And I, I it's I, I tweeted out and said, they're going to go crazy over this one, David. <laughs> I think it, it's possible that it is, but it's also very possible that the two are connected and we're about to see some things uh, come out related to this liquidity crisis, to Ripple, to XRP, to what they've been doing with the industry for the last six years. So it's about to get interesting, I think. Uh, Gabby Car. <laughs> All right, I'll check her out. I, I think I know that name too. I think, yeah, she is. Uh, okay, Harris still not moved into the VP residence. Uh, I'll give you, oh gosh, you guys with the porn recommendations. I'm, I'm losing real questions here. I'm XRP for real. <laughs> now we're getting right. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's it. We're done. We're done. I'm cutting you guys off. You're just getting out of hand. All right. I think it was an interesting show. We covered a lot of ground from uh, starting off with this. And I think you guys realize the magnitude, hopefully, of what's happening here. I mean, this is... The, the, they, there's no turning back from this. They can't fix this. If they try and stop it, they will breathe life into their replacement. If they let it happen, it will be. we will see the destruction of Wall Street, <laughs> which will create a financial cataclysm that will circle the globe and take them all down. And of course, they can't just keep printing money because the inflation's coming home to roost and the fiat system is dying as part of this. What do you think's about to happen, folks? Gold will destroy the Fed. What did the bearable guy riddle tell us? Commodities, gold, silver, oil. That's what's coming. We're in for an interesting few years. And, you know, DeFi offers the opportunity for you to be the replacement, the decentralized replacement for Wall Street earning that yield. And right now, they're huge yields. So think about it. These are um, once in a several generation opportunities that are at our doorstep right now. We are the, you know, this is what this whole channel is all about. This process. Time to get your lifeboats in order. All right. I'm Sam. I am. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'll catch y'all next video.
I got zero doubt my man brain. You keep calling me insane. Uh. Every single day, more XRP is what I obtain. No more cash, no more cars, only QR code. Nah. No more proof of work. We running validated nodes. This is the life that I chose. Yeah. They look at the cons, I look at the pros. I'm always bullish on the shows. Bullish. Now you wanna ask about XRP? I am not telling. I'm now you want some of my XRP? I am not selling, it's not for sale. Honestly, I just wish you well, cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. XRP taking the lead, come equipped with institutional speed. XRP giving the go to proceed, don't listen to FUD, I know they mislead. Try to tell them, but I know they don't care. ODL, no nothing compared. Back in the day, I was willing to share. Now I don't have any left to spare. Source some liquidity on demand. Try to tell them, but they don't understand. Holding my ledger right here in my hand. See the signs, it was already planned. Digital economy, it's already here. I'm talking about the moon, they think I majored in astrology. Haters talking trash, I think they majored in garbology. Focus on my future, so I invest in technology. Number one is where we ranking. And if you don't have XRP, then I do not know what you thinking. This the time, this the year, this the place to be. How the strong all day long, doing it faithfully. Keep that negative energy far away from me. It's not our fault that we seeing something that you can't see. I got my hands on some all demand liquidity. And I'ma hold on to it now into infinity. This the greatest wealth transfer the world will ever see. But I'm not talking, I'm about to go buy me more XRP. Cause I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out its shell. And that's when we prevail. I'm XRP for well. I'm XRP for life and that's forever, can't you tell? I just keep on buying while they telling me to sell. The whole world gonna be shocked when XRP break out of shell and that's when we prevail out I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for well I'm XRP for life and that's forever can't you tell can't you tell